Hello and welcome to Mixler News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host Nick from a tiny studio in San Diego. Hey guys, uh, just popping in. There was an issue with my mic as my recording software updated. Just want to give you guys a heads up before the episode starts. Um, that's why it's going to sound not great this week. So here's the episode. What is up, germs and gentle people? It is January 31st. We are out of January as uh the meme goes. I don't get the meme. I really don't get it. But it's a thing. And I'm going to play into it because that is what we do here. We play into memes. Do we, though? I don't know. It's me, Nick, your host. I think that's kind of obvious by the sound of my voice. Um, I'm not as heated as I was last week. I was, I was, I was pretty damn heated last week talking about a few topics, wasn't I? That was... Uh, excessive, if you will. So let's uh, let's let's try to be a little better with that, shall we? This week, I say let's like I'm talking to other people. It's me, really. There's there's no one. There's no one else. <laughs> I, I will try to be more reserved. Um, right? I mean, you come here for my opinions. I'm gonna give them, regardless of how extreme they might be anyway why don't we talk about the top three stories today shall we right it is episode 299 there's a lot going on we're almost at 300 episodes one more week but yeah like i said let's let's talk about what is uh what's what our top three stories are microsoft has laid off 1900 employees mostly from activision blizzard which is uh, insane Really, if you think about it, we'll talk about that. Uh, a new Supergirl has been cast, Millie Alcock, who most famously played a young Reyna Targaryen on House of the Dragon, has been cast as Supergirl in James Gunn's new DC Universe. And and we're going to talk about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I haven't played it yet. Obviously, it's not out yet. But... You know, people are playing it, and major story spoilers are out, and there's some things going on with Batman that are causing a lot of controversy. I agree with some opinions. I disagree with others. I have my own strong feelings on the matter. 
so we're going to talk about that 100 percent. we are we are going to talk about it because it's it's kind of taking over uh the gaming news cycle right now as as power world power world's not exactly fading away but power world is still dominating a lot of the news cycle we'll we'll talk about some power world stuff as well uh, but it's not really a top three story those are the top three though for sure anyway before we get right into the nitty-gritty details of, of all the news this week, I do just want to remind all of you that you can listen to this show on the go. Yes, that is correct, on the go. You do not need to be sedentary or listen to it in one spot, because guess what? We have a website, and on that website is a bunch of little links to a bunch of different little podcast services. It's great, really. I it's amazing technology. You wouldn't believe it if you saw it. But guess what? We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Amazon Music. We're on iHeartRadio. They're like everywhere. Guess what? We're also on YouTube now. That's pretty cool, if you ask me. Or you can listen to it right in your browser if you prefer. It's, it's a wild concept. It really is. But also while you're there, why don't you check out the social media links because guess what? We're on Instagram and Twitter and Threads and YouTube and TikTok. Mostly it's my personal TikTok. But let's not get wasted in the in the, the uh, semantics of it all, shall we? Anyway, let's get to the news, shall we? Alright, what, what's going on in the news? Well, quite a bit, actually. So, let's uh, let's get it started, though. Power World devs are trying to brace everyone for cheaters. There are a lot of cheaters incoming. They won't be able to stop it immediately. Uh, so, yeah, people are already getting their shit jacked on their servers, even though they're shrouded, things like that. Pocket, Pocket Pair, the developer, has issued an update on Steam. They confirmed cheating is on... Uh, the official Power World server, it would apply a patch as soon as it's ready. That is patch version 0.1.3.0. That includes, quote, countermeasures against various cheats and exploits, unquote. Uh, however, they're they're not able to count counter all cheating. So just be aware, if you guys are playing Power World, you might run into some cheaters. Uh, we also learned, via new update from 343 Industries... Halo Infinite will be ditching seasons officially uh, to more grounded, I guess, uh, what do they call them, uh, operating operations. So they're like little smaller 20-tier battle passes, if you will. Uh, they're going to happen more regularly. Granted, a lot of the people in the Halo community are a little upset over it, the new one. Uh, it is Halo Wars themed around the Spirit of Fire, the ship from the Halo Wars games, and it does feature Mark IV Mjolnir armor, which is pretty awesome. However, you can only unlock one set of the armor via the the free battle pass, or whatever, the $20 battle pass, whatever it costs, whereas seven different armor options are available for nearly $100 total. I can see where the frustration is. They're, they're pushing everything behind a paywall more than it ever used to be. I get it, very frustrating, but at least it's more iterative, iterative, iterative updates. Jesus, cannot talk tonight. <laughs> but 
again, it it's interesting to say the least. Uh, they did they so, say though that they have several teams working on several new Halo projects. Whatever that means, I'm sure we'll hopefully find out later this year. Uh, Sony pushed out an update for PlayStation 5s. It will block the Cronus Zen device, which is a uh, cheating software that allows you to enable macros on controllers. Um, it is used in competitive multiplayer games, especially in Call of Duty. So it's used by over half a million people. It is an unauthorized third-party hardware such as Zim and Cronus Zen that adds aim assist. Uh, in a new PS5 firmware update, it does disable the ability to use said device. So just be aware if you're using it. Uh, more layoffs have hit the gaming industry. Several studios. It, it continues into 2024, despite gaming still being huge. People Can Fly have laid off 30 members of their staff. Um, Sega of America laid off 61. Um, what was this? I, I saw... This is, this is ridiculous. Embracer Group. This is where you have... I'm, I'm gonna about to say something that I'm going to not really counteract. But, okay, this is when consolidation goes bad. And it, it's technically going to apply to the, the, the Activision Blizzard Microsoft News as well. The Embracer Group has canceled a new Deus Ex game and lay off, laid off a, a large contingent of developers at Eidos Montreal. Uh, this was via Bloomberg. It would have been the unannounced third mainline entry in the Deus Ex series. Uh, it was supposed to enter production later this year. However, um, they're going to switch to a new IP. Uh, with that, though, we've also learned that it will be laying off several developers as well. So, they only own the studio for like a year and a half. But it is unfortunate Embracer Group continues to shut down more and more studios and projects and things like that after they failed to secure that $2 billion funding from the Saudi government. And of course, the biggest layoff news is straight out of Microsoft as they have laid off 1,900 people. That is 1900. Almost 2,000 people have been laid off from mostly the gaming division. Um, it, it, it is. That is, it, it sucks. Um, they laid off mostly, the layoffs mostly hit Activision and Blizzard. Some people are saying they cut the rod out. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Mike Ibarra also stepped down from Active, uh, from Blizzard as head of Blizzard following that. Um, so a, a letter, which was viewed by some members in the press, was sent out by Phil Spencer. And this is... What the letter said, quote, It's been a little over three months since the Activision, Blizzard, and King's team teams joined Microsoft. As we move forward in 2024, the leadership of Microsoft Gaming and Activision Blizzard is committed to aligning on a strategy and an execution plan with a sustainable cost structure that will support the whole of our growing business. Together, we've set priorities, identified areas of overlap, and ensured that we're all aligned on the best opportunities for growth. 
As part of this process, we have made the painful decision to reduce the size of our gaming workforce by approximately 1,900 roles out of the 22,000 people on our team. The gaming leadership team and I are committed to navigating this process as thoughtfully as possible. The people who are directly impacted by these reductions have all played an important part in the success of Activision Blizzard, ZeniMax, and the Xbox teams, and they should be proud of everything they've accomplished here. We are grateful for all the creativity, passion, and dedication they have brought to our games, our players, and our colleagues. We'll provide our full support to those who are impacted during the transition, including severance benefits informed by local employment laws. Those whose roles will be impacted will be notified, and we ask that you please treat your departing colleagues with the respect and compassion that is consistent with our values. Looking ahead, we'll continue to invest in areas that will grow our business and support our strategy of bringing more games to more players around the world. Although this is a difficult moment for our team, I'm as confident as ever in your ability to create and nurture the games, stories, and worlds that bring players together. Phil. Unquote. Wow, twenty. They've they had twenty two thousand employees in Xbox gaming alone between all of the companies they've bought. That is an insane amount of people, and of course, it makes that nineteen hundred number look almost small. Um. So Mike Ibarra announced while he was not part of the layoffs, he announced that he would be leaving Blizzard. Uh, he is the president of Blizzard. He did spend. Almost 20 years at Microsoft before going to Blizzard. Uh, he put out a statement as well. And it is, uh, wow. And the the union that represents hundreds of gaming workers across ZeniMax, Activision, Blizzard, and more, apparently none of their employees were affected by the layoffs. So that is interesting. Very, very interesting. That's... Uh, Weird, strange. Um, that is just the more and more layoffs in the gaming industry. Funnily enough, Microsoft became a the second ever three trillion dollar company after laying those people off. Uh, obviously, it was not necessarily related. So, again, look, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about the three trillion because that's that's not really an Xbox thing. That's Microsoft as a whole. But again, this this is the, the bad side of consolidation. And, and a lot of us, including myself, probably thought that maybe, yes, layoffs were going to happen as, as redundancies are eliminated. Um, but you don't necessarily think it would be such a high amount. It's about 10%, just under 10% when you look at the 22,000 employee number. And obviously, they're going to cut a lot of positions that, Maybe are being paid too much. Maybe they're trimming the fat, if if you will. Maybe they're cutting out at the bottom. I think again, we we don't entirely know the direct impact. Uh, maybe this is cutting out the rot of Blizzard, as a lot of people have insinuated online, because Blizzard seems to be full more of rot than Activision was, um, given the situation and and Bobby Kotick knowing not knowing. The uh, Cosby Room allegations, the allegations of uh, drunkenly walking around the office and raiding people. A again, these are all allegations that were made that ultimately were proven true in many aspects. So it, most of that was happening at Blizzard and not at Activision. So 
maybe it's just a a letter of get the fuck out of here essentially is what ha- what what happened again we don't know the full details what we do know though is blizzard was working on a survival game that game has now been canceled and the team working on it was essentially gutted uh, during those layoffs so we'll we'll ultimately see what happens um with Activision Blizzard following these massive cuts. Um, At the same time, just going off of all that as well, we did learn that Blizzard has gotten a new president um, in the form of Joanna Ferries. She used to run Call of Duty for Activision and was an NFL executive. So a lot of people are concerned that this might just be the Call of Duty-fication of everything under Activision Blizzard. That might not necessarily be the case, Maybe it's good to have a new blood, different blood in at, at Blizzard, as Blizzard has been. Blizzard was once a great studio and has lost its way recently. A lot of people have been upset with some of their games. I'm not calling Diablo 4 a disappointment because a lot of people are happy with Diablo 4. I'm talking about other things. Um, but again, Mikey Barra recently left. Um, she is taking over. Uh, in an email she sent to staff, it. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Matt Booty put out a statement, excuse me, who is the head of Microsoft or Xbox Game Studios, said, quote, I want to start by acknowledging the impact of the events last week and thank everyone for the professionalism and empathy I've seen as we navigate a demanding and difficult situation. We're dedicated to helping the studio reach its full potential and confident that the teams will continue the concurrent momentum of building great games. With this context front and center... I'm pleased to announce Joanna Ferries as the new president of Blizzard Entertainment, unquote. So, Ferries, though, went on to add a um, her own email, which was then posted to Blizzard's blog. She said, quote, The loss of talented teammates in recent days is hard to hold side by side with the immense excitement I feel about joining Blizzard and building on the momentum you've created for Blizzard's next chapter. Activision... Um, Activision Blizzard King are decidedly different companies with distinct games, cultures, and communities. It is important to note that Call of Duty's way of waking up in the morning to deliver for players can offer differ from the stunning games in Blizzard's realm, each with different gameplay experiences, communities that surround them, and the requisite models of success. I've discussed this with the Blizzard leadership team, and I'm walking into this role with sensitivity to those dynamics and deep respect for Blizzard as we begin to begin to explore taking our universe to even higher heights. Um, so, unquote. That is a interesting, um, interesting take. I think it's a good take to lead Blizzard in, in its next direction. If you ask me, that might be the best choice. So, uh, we also learned via IGN that Matt Cox will become the Senior Vice President General Manager of Call of Duty. Uh, as Ferries moves over to Blizzard. Um, and uh, a lot of other things were announced regarding the leadership at Activision Blizzard. And then even more so, we also learned Xbox's gaming revenue jumped 49% in the wake of the Activision Blizzard deal closing. Microsoft shared quarter results for the 2024 fiscal year. And it's, uh, like I said, a 49% increase of gaming revenue. So, 
that is insane. You don't see numbers like that. Um, gaming revenue, 49%. Xbox content and services revenue, 61% up. <laughs> that, that, is, that is crazy. Even a 3% bump in hardware revenue, which that's nice to see. So that's uh, 44 points of net impact. That's, uh, it's all mostly from Activision Blizzard. Again, that was mostly expected. That is why they paid nearly $70 billion for all of them. Um, but again, it just, it's, it's weird hearing all this, and then they lay off 1,900 people. All right, I don't, I don't want to be all doom and gloom forever here. Uh, Fortnite is back on iOS devices in Europe only, given... Apple's new reluctance, less reluctant, excuse me, to allow other companies like storefronts on their, on the iPhone. So Epic and Fortnite, right? Uh, Microsoft can put their stuff back on the, on the iPhone, things like that. So while it's not perfect, it's better than it was. And it looks like Fortnite is back on iOS devices in Europe. Uh, Tekken 8 launched last week, and already there's been a large call for guest fighters, one of which got the head of Tekken himself to issue a statement. So people are obsessed with Tifa Lockhart, who is a character from Final Fantasy VII, especially the remake version of Tifa, and uh, people on social media are, are begging, despite the fact that that is owned by Square Enix. Tekken is made by Bandai Namco. And <laughs> a lot of people want them to work together. Enough so, though, that Katsuhiro Harada, who is the boss of Tekken at Bandai Namco, has addressed the requests with a tweet. Saying, quote, We all know she's attractive and I understand that. But as yet we have not decided anything about guest characters, etc. Unquote. <laughs> hey, he's saying the quiet part out loud, right? Like everybody <laughs> Look, everybody thinks Tifa is hot, right? Like I I just I think that is hilarious and the fact that he just came out and said it is even better. So <laughs> it it's yeah. Uh the 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 character models obviously are amazing in the Final Fantasy 7 remake character models in Tekken have always been amazing <laughs> but it, it, it's rare to hear it um, just straight up acknowledged like this I, I I personally I think it's great so it it's 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 perfect it's, it's just a, it's the perfect meshing of, of the nerd world the gaming world and and Harada-san to just call it out is, is even better. I, I think it's it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. But we don't know anything about guest characters yet. Maybe Tifa will be one of them. Who knows? So, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. The Deluxe Edition came out early earlier this week. And it was literally taken offline an hour after the release because when people went on to play it said they had already completed the game <laughs> there was a bug that said the game was complete 
It went offline for several hours, obviously frustrating a lot of people because they bought the Deluxe Edition to play early, uh, enough so that Warner Brothers Gaming has gifted any Deluxe Edition owners $20 of in-game currency uh, to make up for the lost time and, um, and all the server issues that happened during launch. So it was $100 if you bought the Deluxe Edition, three-day head start, game comes out on Friday, but because of those issues, they didn't get to play. And I, I, I want to talk about this now, because I'm a little frustrated with everything that is going on with the news surrounding Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And, and it has to do with, I, I, there's a lot of arguments being made online. Some of them are valid, some of them are not. And while I, I have not played the game, and it's being a little disingenuous, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the aspects of the game at all, right? I'm not talking about gameplay. I'm not talking about um, if it's fun, if it's engaging, any of that. That I'm not talking about. I'm talking about a story. Point. So yes, this is this is spoilers for what many would just be like. Well, yeah, it's the title of the game, right? So you should expect that. I, I didn't fully expect it, truthfully, to be like that. Um, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. You you do exactly that. Apparently, you do kill members of the Justice League, which again, I don't understand the idea behind that. To like actually kill them off, um, yeah, you actually kill them. It doesn't. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, especially in the Arkhamverse. But so it is set in the Arkhamverse, set five years after Arkham Knight. And while we do know this is one of the last, now confirmed, this is one of the last performances of Kevin Conroy as as Batman. Uh, we've learned recently that he will actually be voicing a version of Batman, the animated series Batman, in Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, Part 3. That's the, the direct-to-video movies that Warner Brothers puts out, animated. Uh, but we've learned that, and the, the video is online everywhere, so spoilers, again, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, okay? Skip ahead a few minutes if you don't want to listen. But they 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 kill Batman. Again, some people are like, well duh, the game name of the game. It in in my issue with it, and, and it's not the first game to kill Batman, right? They did it in Gotham Knights, which again, it's always frustrating when they kill off Batman. People want to play as Batman, not his sloppy seconds. Um but for them to kill the the Arkhamverse Batman, a character who is beloved by many, from a trilogy of games that is considered one of the best Batman stories ever told, to kill off a character, especially for what many people thought would be Kevin Conroy's last performance, and also, I I just it it and the way they do it. It's, it's, I don't like it at all. And I cannot like it, okay? I'm a big Batman fan. Am I being a little biased? A thousand percent I am. But 
for I I I I, can't, I don't even know what to say because it's it's it it bugs me to no end that a studio like Rocksteady would do this to a character that put them on the map, right? A version of the character that put them on the map. And also, while I've always loved Batman, the Rocksteady Batman's Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, Arkham Arkham City, those, I know I said those out of order, but those are what really pushed me more into Batman mythos and lore and, and all that. And then for a version of the character that I, I is up there as one of my favorites to, to just, it's, it, it makes me not want to play the game. Right. And there, there's so many arguments out there. Some of them are valid. Some of them are not. Like I said, there's people out there pushing, like, this is a, a, a stain on, on Kevin Conroy's legacy. It's like, no. Okay. This was done before they knew he was sick, right? Before we would know if this was his last performance or not. So that that argument, that's that's void. Get that out of here. That's not a good thing that people need to be putting around because it's not true. But in my personal opinion, this is... it To me, it's like Rocksteady has lost the plot. And... Rocksteady, a lot of people are saying this is systemic of Rocksteady switching to a games-as-a-service, live-service game, right? And it's like Rocksteady was known for their great action-adventure games in the Arkham games. And then for this to be their next game already has been controversial. And for it to be a game where you kill the Justice League is, again, like... How would the Suicide Squad actually kill the Justice League? That that would never make sense. And yes, there's a plot story with Brainiac and things like that. Now we're hearing other things about the story. I I just... For them to already announce as well that a multiverse version of the Joker is coming, on top of having one of the best versions of the Joker as well, voiced by Mark Hamill, it's like... Uh, are they doing this because WB told them to? Are they doing this because they wanted to? But when a character that you love and enjoy and is killed off in a way that just doesn't... It, it doesn't do the character justice. I'm more upset with how this is shitting on the legacy of the Arkham-verse like games. Not Kevin Conroy, not anything like that. This just is just kind of like, eh, if I can happen, who cares? Because that's the way it comes off. And, and the, this is the context it comes off. So, it, it's... Also, for us to get a Justice League game in general for the first time, really, and then for a lot of them to be killed off, again, who is making these decisions at Rocksteady, at Warner Brothers? It's frustrating immensely. I will eventually play the game again because I love the Arkhamverse games and I love DC Comics and things like that. Will I be happy about it? No. I'm, I'm like it, it reminds me of the time when they killed off Han Solo in The Force Awakens. Right? Like I, that was fucking stupid to me. It's fucking stupid that they're killing Batman again. 
and for it to be the Arkham Batman, and then for Harley to do it, and just shoot him in the fucking head. Like, I, I, I don't fucking get it. I just don't. And it's upsetting to me. And I can be upset. Because, yes, we're all allowed our own opinions. And you might be like, Nick, that's dumb. That's fine. I don't care. I really don't care. You can have your opinion too. I just don't like it. Just like you don't like mine. But because it is... Because the Arkham Batman is one of the reasons I've become a bigger Batman fan today. And for me to see that, that's why it's upsetting to me. That's why it's upsetting to me. And I'm happy I know it before going into the game. Because if I went in blind, I'd be extra fucking mad. I would be extra fucking mad. And I'd probably review the game with a worse bias going in blind. Not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That would affect my rating of the game. It might still, but knowing ahead of time, I might not be as harsh. Because I can reflect on it a little more, not be happy about it at all, but I can reflect on it a little more. It's fucking frustrating. It really is. And I get it. They want to move on. And... Kevin Conroy's gone, so you really can't do anything again with, with the Arkhamverse Batman because of that. And they tried with Arkham Origins, and no, it just it did not work. So, that's my two cents. It sucks. It really does. But, what can I do? Nothing. So, I can sit here and complain about it. On the internet, like everybody else. So, we have a Final Fantasy VII remake. A lot of people would like a Final Fantasy VI remake. But, if you were to ask the director of the game, Yoshinori Kitase, he said a remake in the vein of Final Fantasy VII's remake would take 20 years to make for Final Fantasy VI. Um, <laughs> he is a executive vice president, or a vice president, a member of the board, and executive officer at Square Enix, so he's still at the company. And he knows how popular a remake of Six would be, but because of the depth and content and characters, it would take twice the length of Final Fantasy VII remake to develop and release. So... As we know, it will. This rebirth, Final, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, is part two of three of the overall Final Fantasy VII remake. So, that's insane. Uh, in a tweet from um, Twitter user Genki, he translated an interview with Julian Chiez, uh, who was interviewing Katase. And said, quote, Kitase says Final Fantasy VI Remake, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, would take around 20 years to make. Final Fantasy VI, he says, has, he gets a lot of requests for it from fans, media, and from people in the company. So he is sad that he can't confirm it. He said there would be too much content and characters. Unquote. I don't understand how that makes any sense. But that's what's going on. 
we're not getting a Final Fantasy VI remake, it looks like. Spec Ops The Line has been delisted from Steam and several other storefronts if you guys are trying to buy it later. Uh, it has to do with, it looks like it's now gone from other storefronts as well. Nuvem, Games Planet, Fanatical, Steam, um, and it will, it will be gone for good. Via 2K Games, it says, quote, Spec Ops The Line will no longer be available on online storefronts as several partnership licenses related to the game are expiring. Players who have purchased the game can still download and play the game uninterrupted. 2K would like to thank our community of players who have supported the game and we look forward to bringing you more offerings from our label throughout this year and beyond, unquote. So, it must be related to licensed music, and that is usually the case for why games get pulled from storefronts. And uh, Spec Ops Line, of course, questioned, uh, made you question a lot of things that have to do with shooters and the war and, and things like that in general. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was a PlayStation State of Play today. And quite a bit was announced. Let's uh, let's talk about all that, shall we? Because, like I said, there was there was a lot. There was a lot. Oh, that is a video. I did not expect uh, that to be. Ah, here we go. I'm looking at the wrong thing. All right. So everything announced today at the PlayStation State of Play for January 2024. Death Stranding 2 on the beach with a trailer was announced. Uh, no release date, but uh, Norman Reedus' character will return, uh, new villains, and uh, that's interesting. So Nor Norman Reedus, Leia Sadu, Elle Fanning, Shioli, Katsuna, Troy Baker, and more will all appear in it. Uh, Hideo Kojima is making a new action espionage game, the, the genre he's most famous for, you know, Metal Gear Solid, and... Uh, He's working on a new IP that will be for PlayStation. This man is working on a ton of IPs. So he has one for Xbox coming out. Now he's got one for PlayStation. No surprise. Uh, we got a deeper look into Rise of the Ronin, which is expected out in March. Uh, Until Dawn is getting a remaster for PS5 uh, and PC that's coming out later this year. Uh, Stellar Blade was given a, a deeper look. Uh, that is a action game from Shift Up um, in Sony Interactive Entertainment. That game is expected out in April. That's uh, interesting. We got more looks at Dragon Dog Dragon's Dogma 2 from Capcom. Uh, Sega announced Sonic X Shadow Generations. So it's a remaster of Sonic Generations with new Sonic or Shadow the Hedgehog uh, content. Whoa. Sonic Generations came out in 2011, so I guess it's a remaster. That will hit all consoles in autumn. Uh, no release date. A new Silent Hill project is released. was released today. It was uh, Silent Hill The Short Message, a free-to-play Silent Hill spinoff. So you can play it later today. Uh, and we got a new trailer for Silent Hill 2 Remake Project. No release window was given. Uh, Judas was given a new trailer. That's the... New game from Ken Levine, the man behind Bioshock. Uh, no word on a release date. Uh, 
V Rising is a new PlayStation 5 game coming out this year. It's an isometric action game. Dave the Diver is coming to PlayStation with a Godzilla content DLC. Uh, a new game, Zenless Zone Zero from Hoyoverse, is being developed for PlayStation 5. Metro Awakening, a new game in the Metroverse, uh, is a new VR game coming out to virtual reality later this year. It is set before Metro 2033, the first game in the series. Uh, Legendary Tales revealed as a new PlayStation VR 2 game as well. Looks freaky. A new Foam Stars trailer, Helldivers 2 also got a new trailer. That was everything announced at the State of Play today. We also learned that another State of Play will be coming out um, on February 6th, so that's next week. And that will focus mainly on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It will be February 6th, 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time next Thursday. So uh, that will be a full deep dive into Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, that will be its entire focus. So, all right, state of play. Cliff Blazinski is talking again about the future of the Gears franchise, despite the fact that he really isn't involved anymore and hasn't been for quite a while uh, since he sold that IP to Microsoft and since he left Epic. So he is obviously the co-creator of Gears of War, uh, but said in on a twit, twit, tweet, quote, I'm down to consult, give my two cents, crickets. I understand that Gears will always be an enormous part of my legacy. I appreciate and respect that. That said, Microsoft or the Coalition haven't hit me up. Okay, it is what it is. If they were smart, they'd enlist me for my input because just from a PR standpoint alone, it would be gold. But nothing. Ah, well, it is what it is. So be it. Last few years, I've moved on. Boss key didn't work out. Fine. Shit happens. Unquote. <laughs> um, it happens, right? So, it's... Uh, Wow, he also was talking about Power World and how he had an idea in similar vein. Will they ever reach out to Cliff Blazinski? Look, probably not. Let's be honest. It's okay, Cliff. You can move on. You're, I just, I get it. You're upset that you maybe gave up on Gears and it happens, man. Just, just move on, man. Move, move on. It's okay. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Uh, Kurt Russell. Got a little candid about why he never voiced Snake Plissken. Wait, no, he is Snake Plissken. Why he never voiced Solid Snake in the Metal Gear games. And he was being interviewed by GQ saying, quote, There have been many different times when people wanted to do something. I don't know. I'm a movie guy. You've got to understand that from my point of view, whether it's Elvis or Snake Plissken or Jack Burton or RJ McReady, that was the project. That was the thing. You get into that mindset. You create that. You want to make that world happen. Unquote. But uh, he followed it up with, quote, I wasn't interested in expanding financially off of something that we had created or that I had created in terms of a character. I get business people, sure. We could do this with that or we could do this with that. I look at it and go, that's not written by John. That doesn't smell right. John's not here to do this with. I'm not going to do that. Let's go do something new. Let's go do something fresh. Let's go create another iconic character rather than saying, what can we bleed off of this iconic character, unquote. Uh, 
So essentially, he didn't want to take away from the notion of Snake. And I get that. I respect that. Do I like it? No, because if he had voiced Solid Snake, I think that would be really cool. That would be really cool. Uh, nope, that's dumb. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Okay, Mass Effect co collaboration coming to Destiny 2. So you'll be able to get N7 armor, Liara Tassoni's outfit, or Garrus's armor from the Mass Effect games in Destiny 2. Unfortunately, the armor will be behind paywalls. Uh, free content, though, will be an ED-designed uh, shell, ghost shell. You get a Normandy-designed uh, look for your Sparrow, which is like the hover bike that you get in the game. Uh, and a couple other things will be free. But if you want the armor, you got to shell out, which, if anything, the armor should have been free. In the dumbest thing I've heard in a very long time, the CEO of EA is hinting at the creation of an EA Sports metaverse. I, I don't even want to waste time talking about how dumb that is. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Pokimane announced today that she's leaving Twitch after 10 years. So it looks like uh, she's moving to YouTube. She's not, she's not quitting streaming gaming. She's just not going to be streaming on Twitch anymore. As she announced that she will be heading to YouTube. Um, what is this? Those are all the same people, I think. Oh, no, those are different people. Anyway, she's moving over to YouTube. I, I don't know. I don't know why that was required such huge anything. These things. Um, Pal World, don't play. Look out for mobile clones of Pal World. Uh, Square Enix has dissolved one of its subsidiaries that uh, is, I've never heard of, R it's RPG Factory? Have you guys ever heard of RPG Factory? Um, it was uh, via gamesbiz.jp, Square Enix will acquire all the rights and obligations of Tokyo RPG Factory, and it, the studio will be dissolved. The studio was founded in 2014, internal structure relied on freelancers and volunteer staff, from other departments within Square Enix. Oh, so they, they technically were within Square Enix. Uh, they released games like I Am Setsuna, Lost Sphere, and Okinaki. I've not heard of any of these games. So, that's what happened. Um, Pal World has literally hit 19 million players, with making it one of the most played games on the planet. Uh, and then they also announced that Xbox and what are they? What's their developer called again? P Pocky, Pocket Pair. Uh, in an Xbox blog post, they announced that they are working together to try and get updates to Xbox quicker. Uh, in the blog post, it said, "Quote: On Xbox's part, we're working with Pocket Pair to help provide support for Xbox versions of the game. We're providing support to enable dedicated servers." Offering engineering resources to help with GPU and memory optimization. Speeding up the process to make Pal World updates available for players. And working with the team to optimize the title for our platform. So if you're playing on PC and wondering why that doesn't that has more updates than the Xbox version. It has to do with uh, several different factors. Including um, authorization and, and hitting certain gates within Microsoft. 
Uh, but it looks like the Xbox team is aware of it and working with them together. Um, but yeah, 19, 19 million players. The more I see of the game, the more I don't want to play. So, uh, I love Pokemon. You guys know that. I've talked about it a lot. And while Power World did tickle my fancy when it first got announced in some of the trailers, as I see more and more of it and how buggy and broken it is, granted, Pokemon's kind of buggy and broken too, uh, I don't want to play it. I don't. It doesn't look appealing to me anymore. I don't really like survival games to begin with, so it, it's not great. Granted, I've also been playing... Uh, I finally got the DLC for Pokemon Scarlet, and I've been dumping time into that. Because certain requirements are needed to catch some of the new pseudo-legendaries, I don't, I don't know if the Paradox Pokemon are really legendaries. Uh, granted, the versions of, of Raikou and Entei might be. But anyway, for you to catch them, you, you do have to catch... You have to complete uh, 200 entries in the Pokedex in... In the the Indigo Disc, so there's there's three Pokedexes in Scarlet and Violet now. Uh, if you get the DLC, there's the standard Paldea Pokedex, there's the Kitakami Pokedex for the Teal Mask, which was part one of the DLC, and then there's the Blueberry Academy um, Pokedex, which is part two of the DLC. So, granted, you you also have to catch uh, 150 on Kitakami. I've literally spent the last few weeks just catching Pokemon. Because you have to fill up the Pokedex to be able to catch the legendaries. And the the frustrating part about it is that regional forms have different Pokedex entries. So like Geodude and Alolan Geodude, you can't just catch one of them. You have to catch both of them for it to count. And, and speaking of that, I have not had to catch a, a regular Geodude in a Pokemon game in probably a decade. <laughs> and... I had to for this, and I went and I was going around catching Pokemon to fill the Pokedex, and it made me realize I haven't really like done this in a Pokemon game in a very long time, in a very, very long time. I usually just catch the new Pokemon so I can fill out the Pokemon Home Pokedex and not, um, and not the like just the general national decks. And I just got to say, it's more fun than I remember, especially with quick balls. Uh, quick balls are easy because you can just throw them and they're, they're, they're not instant catch, but they have a very high catch rate on just about every Pokemon. So it, it saves a lot of time. You don't have to battle every one of them. You can just throw a quick ball. It catches it. I don't get into that whole bullshit argument about what ball looks best. I'm just throwing a quick ball. Okay. It's going to work. It gets me what I need to do. I can catch Pokemon quickly. Okay, I got to 200 Pokemon caught in a shorter amount of time than than usual. So it it got me what I needed. But it's it's been fun playing the DLC. Also, what the fuck was Game Freak doing when they developed the Terrarium in the Blueberry Academy DLC? That space is fucking enormous. It doesn't make any logical sense, even in the twisted logic of Pokemon. Where like they have these immense structures, it 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 doesn't it doesn't it defies reality. It it's like the size of the the dome in uh, what what's it um, the Truman Show. Like it just it defies all aspects of reality. 
and they they make it where it stretches out way far and then the terrarium where you can like the playable areas like small is that where all your resources went game freak is this why like scarlet and violet have so many bugs because you built this giant terrarium for the dlc is is that what it was <laughs> i don't know man uh, that's it for gaming news. We spent a lot of time on gaming news today, but let's uh, let's head on up to five and just see what's going on in Hollyworld, Hollyworld, Hollywood for just a little bit of time, shall we? What's, what's going on in Hollywood, right? A lot. So, starting from the top. Doug Lehman, who directed the new remake of uh, uh, Roadhouse, which trailer dropped last week. Jake Gyllenhaal looks good. Conor McGregor looks better than I thought, coming up to Prime. Uh, Doug Lehman will be boycotting the South by Southwest premiere of the movie in protest at Amazon and MGM for refusing to give it a limp... Uh, Theatrical release. Uh, in a guest column for Deadline, he said, quote, When Roadhouse opens the South by Southwest Film Festival, I won't be attending. The movie is fantastic, maybe my best, and I'm sure it will bring the house down and possibly have the audience dancing in their seats during the end credits, but I will not be there. Uh, silently, his original plan was to silently protest Amazon's decision to stream a movie so clearly made for the big screen. Uh, Amazon is hurting way more than just me and my film. It was his duty to make this decision, unquote. So, uh, the, he goes on to say more and more about it. I get it. I don't know how this wasn't told to him when they, he made the movie. Um, but it's happening. I don't, I don't know. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon are teaming up for a new crime thriller movie. Hopefully they'll both star in it. It's been a while since we've had them together. Uh, a Bob the Builder movie is being uh, produced at Mattel with J Jennifer Lopez's production company. Um, I almost said J-Lo, and I don't know why I didn't just say J-Lo. But uh, via Variety, it will be a live-action film. Uh, oh, sorry, an animated feature and from Mattel. Obviously, they just did well with Barbie. And... It looks like uh, it's being, like I said, produced by Jennifer Lopez's production company. And it will focus on a version of Roberto, or Bob, as he travels to Puerto Rico for a big job. Anthony Ramos will play Bob the Builder and will serve as executive producer as well. No director yet. Felipe Vargas has been picked to write the screenplay. And uh, the official logline describes the film as, quote, Bob takes on issues affecting the island and digs deeper into what it means to build. Bob's journey will celebrate the vibrant and colorful textures of the Caribbean Latin nations and their people, unquote. This will be interesting. Uh, I know people will be mad about that because they're going to be mad because he's not white anymore and those people are idiots. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill said he's getting ready for Highlander. He's going to start training soon. Deadpool has wrapped filming. 
Both Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have both shared statements. Uh, Ryan Reynolds saying, quote, The suit hides the blood, also sweat, but today with Deadpool rapping, it's mostly tears. A giant and forever thanks to the cast and crew of our film, who battled wind, rain, strikes, and real Hugh Jackman, all under the stalwart leadership of Sean Lee Levy Direct. I got to make... Um, I got to make a movie with my closest pals, and that doesn't happen very often. See ya July 26th, unquote. Um, Jackman also penned a post saying, uh, quote, what a ride. I loved every minute of making this movie. Well, not the training and the diet, but the other 93.2%. To the best cast and crew, thank you. You were all aces. To two of my best mates, Van City Reynolds and Sean Levy Direct, I literally couldn't have done this without you, literally. July 26th can't come soon enough. Time to shave. Uh, unquote. So, it, uh, I can't wait, man. It's going to be so fucking good. Even Matthew Vaughn, uh, director of X-Men First Class, was is praising the film, saying, uh, I don't even think he's seen it, but he, he said, the quote, the few snippets that I know about Deadpool versus Wolverine or Wolverine versus Deadpool... I'm sure that argument between Ryan and Hugh is happening as we speak are unbelievable. That's going to be the jolt. The Marvel Universe is about to have a jolt of them, and it's going to bring that body back to life. I think Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are about to save the whole Marvel Universe. Um, unquote. So, he also said, quote, he is a genuine fan of the X-Men. All I want is for the movies to be as good as they should be, unquote. So, we'll see, though. I'm sure a trailer will be coming soon um probably at the super bowl if you ask me they because they could probably have worked on it during the strike coleman domingo has joined the cast of the michael jackson biopic biopic however you want to say it as joe jackson i think that's a smart casting tenant will be back in theaters um later in the month or in march i don't remember when i don't know why it's coming back to theaters uh, the Last of Us Season 2 has added directors from Succession, Loki, and ever, ever, other successful shows as that begins to uh, start production on Season 2. Lewis Pullman, who is the son of Bill Pullman, uh, who also starred in uh, Top Gun Maverick last year, has apparently been eyed to take over Steven Yeun's uh, role in the Marvel Thunderbolts movie. And as Steven Yeun has departed... We've also learned that Ayo Adibari has dropped out of the Thunderbolts due to uh, scheduling reasons. Obviously, the strike delayed a lot of movies and messed with a lot of people's schedules. Uh, but she is being replaced with she's being replaced with Geraldine Vishwanathan. I think that's how you say that name. I butchered that. Uh, she is known for roles in uh, I think she was in Blockers. Oh, she's Australian. Uh, she was in Blockers, Miracle Workers, uh, Bad Education, and several other films. Uh, she will be taking over the role from Ayo Adibari, uh, who, like I said, dropped out due to scheduling reasons, mostly because of the strike and its massive, massive delays on different projects. Um, no surprise there. Um, George Carlin's family is telling people to watch out for a AI-generated... A uh, comedy special being called I'm Glad I'm Dead. Uh, they have filed an, uh, a lawsuit against the company behind it. Um, they're calling it, quote, a casual theft of a great American artist's work, unquote. Uh, they're not wrong. George Carlin would have hated this. 
uh, via Variety that George Carlin Estate is seeking the immediate removal of the special, which was released by the Dudesy on YouTube. Um, wow. That's insane. So don't really don't watch that. Um, it's still available online. It will probably come down soon. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't... He's doing an impression, he says, but it looks like it's AI. Uh, Billy D. Williams is opening up about being Lando Calrissian for the last 40-plus years. And uh, speaking on the EW Dagobah Dispatch podcast, which I'm guessing is a Star Wars podcast at Entertainment Weekly, which I didn't know they had, uh, talked about the backlash he received following his original appearance in 1980s The Empire Strikes Back. Um, he said, whenever he went out in public, quote, I would pick up my daughter up from school and the kids would run up to me and say, you betrayed Han Solo. I'd go on an airplane and the airplane stewards would say, you betrayed Han Solo. I got that for a lot of years. So finally I said, look, think about the whole situation. You're up against a pretty formidable character in Darth Vader. And then there is, of course, Boba Fett. And these people were invading my space. And I had a bargain with them. But the bargain, at least, prevented the complete demise of Han Solo and his friends. But I had to hold on to my whole situation. Uh, I found myself explaining all this stuff to a point where I finally said to people, Look, I'm tired of explaining all this, I said. Did anybody die? Nobody died. I think that was a clear indication that Lando was trying to figure something out, and he was trying to figure out primarily how to hold on to his situation without the complete demise of his friend, unquote. Look, people, why are you giving Lando crap? The man was a hero. The man was a hero. Like, for real. He ended up helping the Rebel Alliance and continued to do so for years. So don't be hating on my man Lando. He's the coolest dude in the galaxy. But again, I don't I don't know why people I don't know why people were bugging him, man. That's that's wild. Um, Knives Out three is expected to start filming this year. I'm very excited. I enjoy those movies. Um, Millie Alcock, who you may know from House of the Dragon, she played a young Rhaenyra Targaryen. I think I mispronounced that earlier. Um, has been cast as Supergirl in the new DC universe under James Gunn. Uh, I'd come down to several actresses, and she was the finalist. I think she will make a great Kara Zor-El. Um, we'll see, though, ultimately how it all turns out when the movie ultimately comes out. Uh, Duncan Jones, who is the son of David Bowie, who is no stranger to big sci-fi movies, i.e. the Warcraft movie, is has announced the cast for his Rogue Trooper movie, Rogue Trooper is based on a 2000 AD comic. Uh, that's also the company behind the Judge Dredd films. Uh, it will be an animated film. It will star uh, Aniron Barnard, who I've never heard of, Haley Atwell, and Jack Loudon. Um, it will also include Sean Ben and several others. I guess Aniron Barnard uh, starred in The Goldfinch and Dunkirk. He will play the Rogue Trooper. Um... I guess, let me see. The story of the Rogue Trooper is about a blue-skinned, genetically engineered soldier fighting on the toxic battlefields of a seemingly never-ending war. Sole survivor of a massacre that killed his squad mates, he's on the hunt for the traitor that arranged their deaths. He does this with the aid of three of his 
killed in action squad mates whose digital personalities still remain conscious after death and are uploaded into his gun, helmet, and backpack. So, we don't know uh, who some of the other characters will be playing, uh, but they will be in the film directed by Duncan Jones. Um, let's see. Uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire got a new trailer. Uh, it looks like the OG gang is back and will have more screen time than in the last film. Uh, Walter Peck will also be back, played by William Atherton once again, the stuck-up, dickless EPA agent that tried to stop the Ghostbusters. Um, oh, that Rogue Trooper movie is actually going to be made in Unreal 5, kind of going back there real quick. That's in a game engine. Uh, Universal has shown off its new Epic Universe theme park, its third theme park in Orlando, uh, just uh, just real close by to their Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios Orlando theme park. Uh, this will feature the Ministry of Magic from Harry Potter, the Super Nintendo World in Florida, a How to Train Your Dragon Land, and several others. Uh, I think that park is expected to open next year. Uh, more cast members have been announced for the Saturday Night Live film. Um, whoa, I knew I was missing articles. That's interesting. <laughs> Those disappeared. But, uh, oh, the Dark Universe too. Anyway, uh, the new Saturday Night Live cast members have been announced, including, um, via deadline, Lamorne Morris, who you might know from New Girl, will be playing Garrett Morris. They are not related. Uh, Dylan O'Brien of the Maze Runner fame and several other films will play a young Dan Aykroyd. Corey Michael Smith, who played the Riddler on Gotham, will be playing a young Chevy Chase. And Matt Wood from the SpongeBob SquarePants of the Broadway musical, who kind of looks like John Belushi, will be playing John Belushi. Uh, they will be joining the cast as that film sets to ramp up very soon. I think they hope, uh, Jason Reitman hopes to have that out, I think, for the 50th anniversary. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Kevin Conroy may have more voice roles as Batman. Uh, after Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, including returning to the, the role he made iconic, Batman from Batman the Animated Series, in the Crisis on Infinite Earths three-part um, animated movie from Warner Brothers. The, it will be apparently in the third part. Those lines were recorded before his death. Uh, rumors are that he also recorded lines for the new Tim uh, Bruce Tim animated Batman show, The Caped Crusader, uh, no word yet, though, on if he voiced Batman or another character. That makes me happy. Um, okay, did that. Seth MacFarlane says there is no end in sight for Family Guy as it celebrates its 25th anniversary today. And, um, yeah, it, it, in, in an interview with The Wrap, he said it's still surviving and thriving it has a sizable audience, and it's a perfect example of there being an appetite for something. So we continue to feed the beast. There's no indication that the show is going to end any time soon. I think the goal of the show is just to make people laugh. It delves into social allegory and politics now and then, without question, as a good primetime animated show should. But that's always secondary. It's a room full of comedy writers who just want to fucking laugh. That's the mission statement of the show. And it doesn't ever really try to position itself 
with any pomposity as anything more than that, which I think in this instance is probably a good thing. Unquote. The show was, of course, renewed for 22nd and 23rd season last January, which should take it up through next uh, spring. And uh, season 22 only premiered in October, and it will move to Wednesday nights beginning March 6th with other animated shows on Fox. That's interesting, a Wednesday night. Um, Evan Rachel Wood was asked about Westworld, and even she said she doesn't know how it was going to end. Interview was it with The Hollywood Reporter. Wood, uh, who starred as Dolores on Westworld and Christina in season four, addressed the cancellation of the show. Obviously, it was canceled before they could finish. She said, They don't tell us where the show is going. We were just always told we know how the show ends when we started. They weren't writing it as we went along. They had an idea, and we're all just on a bed of nails waiting to see and hear what the conclusion of this was, what it all meant. We didn't get to have that. So after building an arc and a character for almost 10 years and not getting the payoff at the end to see where it was all going, I think for us and the audience, it was, an, it was awful in a lot of ways. Um, I asked the creators after we got canceled, can you please just tell me how you're going to end? And they wouldn't tell me. Uh, I think because I don't know, maybe somehow, some way, in some iteration, we'll get to finish it. But I still don't know. It does still keep me up at night, unquote. That's kind of funny. And yeah, the last season was dog shit of Westworld. I'm not. I'm not gonna deny that at all. Uh, the sequel to 28 Weeks Later has been greenlit, along with a secondary sequel. It will be called 28 Years Later. So, what's the sequel to that going to be called? Like 28 Decades Later? What? Where? How do you keep going? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. That that's just that's funny. I wonder if Danny Boyle's directing it. Uh, Margot Robbie is just as upset about Greta Gerwig not getting nominated as the rest of us. Not as upset about herself getting snubbed. Uh, you guys know I went on a big, hefty rant about it last week. But Margot Robbie chimed in about it um, on, where was she? I guess uh, via Variety. She said, quote, there's no way to feel sad when you know you're this blessed. Um People's reactions to the movie have been the biggest reward of this entire experience. Whether it's seeing what people are writing online or even just seeing how much pink I can see in this room right now, I've never been part of something like this. Not like this. I've done comic book stuff and that gets a big reaction, but this felt very different. It still feels very different, and I can't think of a time when a movie's had this effect on culture, and it's amazing to be in the eye of the storm. Obviously, I think Greta should be nominated as a director. What she did is a once-in-a-career, once-in-a-lifetime thing. What she pulled off, it really is. But it's been an incredible year for all the films, unquote. Uh, again, I, I agree. If, you're, if your film is nominated for Best Picture, you should be considered for Best Director. And she wasn't, and I think Greta deserves the nomination, at least. Uh, and then Denny Villeneuve, was asked about the future of Dune and the Dune trilogy, potentially. Uh, he does want to make a Dune trilogy. Granted, Dune Part 1 and Part 2 are technically two halves of the first book. Um, he, what the third movie would be would be an ad adaptation of Dune Messiah, 
which was the second book in uh, Frank Herbert's sci-fi classic Dune series. Um, he said he would want to do that, and then he'd be done saying, quote, Dune Messiah should be the least last Dune movie for me. Um, the screenplay is almost finished, but it is not finished. It will take a little time, unquote. That is, it was an interview with uh, Time Magazine. Um, so it looks like uh, he is already writing the script. He has also said that several of his stars are on board in an interview with Total Film Magazine. He said, uh, what Timothy Chalamet said, quote, The idea excites me very much. If the time and opportunity comes to complete the story with Messiah, I think we're all in super enthusiastic about it, unquote. Um, Zendaya even said to Fandango, quote, Would we be down? I mean, of course. Anytime Denny calls, it's a yes from me. I'm excited to see what happens, unquote. So, uh, let's see if it happens, though. It's taken him six years to make Dune Part 1 and Part 2. Back to back, essentially. Um, he does want to take a break before he films Messiah, saying, quote, I don't know exactly when I will go back to Arrakis. I might make a detour before just to go away from the sun. For my mental sanity, I might do something in between, unquote. But, of course, uh, we have Dune Part 2 hitting theaters on March 1st. So, we'll be very, very excited for that. Um, that is it for Nixner News this week. That was episode 299 in the books. Uh, thank you guys, as always, for listening week in, week out. Don't forget to check out the website, follow us on social medias, and I will catch you all on the flip side.